gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Hello and welcome to this, the latest episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. I'm your host this week, I'm Stephen Wilson, and yes, we are still in quarantine, but that is not stopping us from producing some fantastic wrestling podcast content here at Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet as part of our usual weekly coverage. Before we get on to this week's topic, which is an absolute barn burner, you need to go over to our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to us at Suplex Retweet. Not subscribe, sorry, follow. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Follow us uh, on social media at Suplex Retweet to join the conversation. And you can subscribe. Yes, now you can subscribe to us on any good podcasting channel. uh, channel that's the likes of iTunes, Spotify, you can you name it, we're on it. So, HD Sleep Suplex Retweet, along with our bonus feed, Suplex Retweet Extra. And now, before we go on to the topic, one last thing to do is to meet our panel for this week's show. First, he's been in lockdown for that long, he's starting to look like Adam Sandler from Don't Mess with the Zohan. It's Ross McLeod. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm bringing back the mullet. Um, I might actually bring back that weird haircut all the boys had in 2011 where they brushed the front of the hair down, spiked the back and then had a big mullet <laughs> doing the back, so oh, I, I, don't actually know I don't actually know what's happening with my hair at the minute, um, it gets caught in the rain, it looks like Huggy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> at, least you can go out. at least you can go out in the rain, <laughs> Mr. Key Worker. We'll get into that later. <laughs> Is a wow. man, up next is a man who is handling quarantine very well because still nobody is there to laugh at his really bad jokes. It's Daniel Campbell. <laughs> Coming from Stephen Wilson. I write. Lord is here to laugh at my bad jokes. Let's get the facts right here. <laughs> no, you mean Laura's there to suffer from your bad jokes. Yeah, comes see, come see, come see, potato, potato, either or, you know, they're both the same thing. <laughs> come see, come see. What French cookery books have you been reading in, co- in quarantine? <laughs> All of a sudden you become a posh. I know, I'm not used to it. I need to go outside and get a bottle of MD, you know? Your, your, idea, your idea of French cuisine was Mastiff mushrooms. Ah, uh, speaking of Mastiff mushrooms, our next panellist has run out of toilet paper. Take that for what you will. He's taking five a day to a different level. David Hawkey, everybody. <laughs> uh, let me correct you on that. I actually haven't run out of toilet paper. I, I got a, a pack of six right before this all this happened. And as oh, I live by myself... Realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being, I'm being pedantic here. Give me a break. You bought a six pack. That's all you bought. <laughs> yeah. hey, I live, I live by myself here. One oh. sheet does plenty. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and running offer, running offer panel this week is a man who he likes to think of himself as Trish Stratus, but really his resume just screams Rosa Mendes. <laughs> 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 I actually like that one. That was really funny. Hey, Stephen, 
they say it's not over to, over to the fat man sings and coincidentally I've been singing all week mate alright this was over as soon as the competition was announced I am ready it drowns through these pretenders fake diesel Hatwear and Hockney and Mr McLeod who's I don't know where, what he's doing or what he's up to but let's get you don't want on to the road, mate. let's get it on the road uh, Campbell, you don't want to be scheming with you. Listen, Campbell, you might be posting you'll be in my heart covers, but you'll be in my pocket by the end of this fucking debate, Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes, and here to just sit back and enjoy the madness, a man who got great happiness the other day when I sent him a dairy-free cake recipe. Quacky, <laughs> yeah, it was quite thoughtful of you, Stevie, because uh, as we all know, you're generally a prick. So it was quite thoughtful of you to <laughs> send that over to me. So thank you very much for that, now, Stevie. Now see, now, see, I'm a prick because I'm usually in a lot of people's company. I see a lot of people every day, but because I'm not seeing everybody, I need to try and be nice, you know? It's, just, mm. it's, it's weird. My head's in a complete, absolute scrabble during this whole lockdown. But there's one thing to keep us going, guys, and it is wrestling and that is why we're here to talk about wrestling and more specifically we're talking about wrestlemania as this is our special wrestlemania debating chamber show yes it's back with a different format uh and supposed to our usual debating chamber show there's going to be slightly and i say slightly less madness in this one as we only have four panelists as opposed to the usual six or the, what we had in the last one about 2500 <laughs> uh we have one question that our panellists will be debating on this particular show and is on Wrestlemania and it is should Wrestlemania have been postponed or cancelled or were WWE right for it to go ahead with an empty crowd despite the ongoing coronavirus pandemic now what we're going to be doing in this debating chamber compared to the last one slightly different we're going to have two uh, of our panellists go head to head they're each going to get five minutes maximum each to give to pretty much back up their argument then they're going to go at it in a debate for 10 minutes and after that the next two come in do the exact same idea and then we're just going to have about 10-15 minutes at the end where all four of our panellists will pretty much try and seal the victory for this one uh, I bowed down to a bit of peer pressure here lads and because due to spoilers going out about the WrestleMania card potentially and us not having any sweep the belt is on Delight. <laughs> uh, yes. Just, just one problem though. How you, how do you decide between a winning team? Simple. We have myself and potentially Kwaku. <laughs> we'll pick somebody. It's going to be one person, not a winning team. So the winning team will have a chance, and then I'm going to pick one person from the winning team who had the best debate, yeah. essentially. You do realise I'm automatically going to pick David Campbell so he can run away like CM Punk. <laughs> with pleasure <laughs> right so <laughs> yes Laura yes so let's, let's get started on this show now as we have the normal debating uh, chamber shows the guys don't know what side of the debate they're going to be fighting so starting off our debating chamber we're going to have arguing the side that Wrestlemania should have been postponed Daniel Campbell Ooh. and his opponent fighting the corner that Wrestlemania should have went ahead David Hockney <laughs> so okay. 
Daniel, you have a maximum of five minutes to state your case. Go. When you look at WrestleMania this year and everything that is going on in amidst this outbreak of COVID-19, how on earth could it go on? Be honest. How could it go on? There's not going to be an audience there. And everyone could agree the audience is a key part of WrestleMania. The audience are the ones who are going to be there engaging with what is going on in the, in the ring. The audience are there for the superstars to feed off of, to be able to produce the best work possible. You look at such WrestleMania classics, you look at Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, you look at any potential classic match that we have coming out of this card over this weekend at WrestleMania, but they're all going to be very, very different because there's going to be no audience. There's going to be no one there to react to. Just imagine that triumphant moment where, prediction here, not spoiler because I'm not a wanker. <laughs> the prediction, Drew McIntyre gets to finally raise the WWE Championship over his head. Imagine the elation, the triumph to no one. How can that go even be comprehended? How can that even potentially go on? The easiest solution would have been to delay WrestleMania, to postpone it, cancel it, whatever. There are moments that require the audience, and this WrestleMania is full of so many potential moments that are going to suffer badly because there is no audience there. WrestleMania needs the fans, and to have it in an empty performance center, that just cripples WrestleMania. Right, okay, so to summarize your main argument against it, David, is the fact that, Daniel, sorry, is the fact that there's no one there. You know, that's your main downside of it. A main downside for now. Okay, so that is your one point. So we're now going to throw over to David Hockney to mm -hmm. counter David. You have a maximum of five minutes as well. Yep. State your case. Yes, well, I do agree that the, the COVID-19 pandemic is probably the worst uh, health crisis this world has faced in a very long time. And the implication of that being is that us, the fans, you know, we won't have the chance, like people from around the world won't get the opportunity to go to WrestleMania this year, to go to Tampa Bay and take in the atmosphere of WrestleMania. But think of it this way. That stadium can hold only about 80,000 people. Whereas WrestleMania has a global audience of tens of millions of people across six continents and over 150 countries. How can you deny them the chance to see arguably what is wrestling's biggest event for the past 35 years? Like, the whole world is basically in lockdown and in self-isolation. We need to keep ourselves entertained for however long it's going to be lasting. So. And wrestling fans in particular, they've been looking forward to WrestleMania all year. To deny them the opportunity to watch WrestleMania, to deny them the opportunity to be entertained at a time when we need it the most, I think that would be the, the worst thing anybody could do. Because fans, we still need entertainment. We need something to keep ourselves, you know, gripped in the, in the program of wrestling. And it's not like, you know, it's not just government involvement that can stop WrestleMania. At the end of the day, it's still Vince McMahon's company. He's the one who will be calling the shots, despite uh, advice to the contrary. So 
And I think there'll be a lot of people out there who will agree that WrestleMania should still go ahead. Not for the sake of, you know, you know, we'll have to accept, you know, it is going to be different. But I think that's what the whole world has done in the last few weeks. We've accepted that things are going to be different for a while. But why deny us the opportunity to see the biggest wrestling event of the year, despite the fact that it's still going to be in a smaller venue with no audience? The storylines are still there. The predicted matches that were expected to see a long time ago, they're still going to happen. And how many of us would want to finally see the payoff of all these feuds culminating at, at WWE's grand, grandest stage? Albeit it's physically not a grand stage, I'll guarantee that, but the feuds are there, the storyline's there. So, and why should we take that away when, you know, we could be delaying it for, who knows, weeks, months, when we can just seize the moment and experience it right now. And that's why I think WrestleMania, WrestleMania should still go ahead despite everything that's going on in the world. Mm, interesting to see that two of you have both went for a storyline kind of perspective for your lead argument, right? So you have went on for six minutes. So that leaves us 40 minutes now for the two of you to go down to pretty much that debate. So um, I'll, I'll throw back to Daniel to kind of count argument and get this one-on-one -on -one debate started. One of your first parts that you brought up was the, the key audience that are around the world. There's one thing that the key audience are going to have all in common this time, for the first time ever in WrestleMania's history, and that's the fact that they're all at home and no one's actually there. How is that going to impact, how is that even going to benefit the show anyway? Well, it doesn't matter. It, WrestleMania's still going to have an audience. And think about how many people, you could affect maybe, you know, 80,000 in the Raymond James Stadium. But think of how that compares in comparison to the worldwide audience watching at home all around the world. It's minuscule in comparison to that. It just... How can... How could you even say yes to WrestleMania going ahead in this... in that way? To me, WrestleMania is like Drew winning the title and getting to celebrate with the audience. Instead, he gets to go, like, hop the guardrail, just like, Yay, I won! Oh, there's no one there, empty chairs. Ow, crash. Look, I get that because maybe we're coming from a biased perspective here, because, yes, we were all thrilled that Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble, and he... and we're all hoping that he's going to win the WWE Championship. But... and I get that's a damaging moment for him, not being able to share it with a really energetic crowd in a massive stadium. But if you take all that away, he still could possibly become WWE Champion. And isn't that the means to the end for winning the Rumble, for getting into this feud with Brock Lesnar? I won't deny that this is McIntyre's chance to make history. This is a chance for a lot of superstars to have massive moments at WrestleMania. I mean, hell, this WrestleMania is Dolph Ziggler's first ever singles match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Historic moment. But you want an even bigger moment? Edge, who has come out of retirement after nine years away, he is getting his WrestleMania return against one of his greatest rivals and friends in Randy Orton. Like, people have been talking about that feud for months now. I, why would you delay such a feud that is white hot, that has cut belters of promos just until everything calms down and then you have to sort of bring it up that sort of, when it's already gone cold again? You need to strike while the iron's hot here despite the circumstances because that shows resilience it shows perseverance and it shows that you're striking while the iron's hot 
there's striking while the iron's hot and then there's attempting to carry on when the horse is dead and right now with storylines such as Edge and Orton even McIntyre and Lesnar they just do not feel right to put them out to no one it doesn't feel right given but this is something out with WWE's control I mean WWE could clearly have booked booked themselves into a car crash of a show months in advance but you know what I think they've made the best of a bad situation in that we're still getting all these heavily anticipated matches that the fans have been clamoring for for some time because think about what is actually on the card Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre we've got the Undertaker versus AJ Styles, Edge versus Randy Orton, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. All of these are high-profile marquee matches. If you leave them to sit on the sidelines and literally go stale for months on end, everything they've been working towards just goes out the window because there'll be nothing to bring it back in time for if WrestleMania were to be postponed. Whereas if you do it now, you get the payoff from that you still keep the memory fresh of why these feuds are happening as they are. So you need to have that WrestleMania moment, you know, despite the atmosphere not being there, it's still WrestleMania. These are still high profile matches and they need to happen at that set time. The thing I don't get is we have those brilliant matches that you named off there. The matches that people are clamoring for. Were people clamoring for the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory? Were they clamoring for Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley? No one's clamoring for these matches. There's a small handful. The handful that could have potentially ran as their own WrestleMania pay-per-view themselves. Yeah, and I then you just get all these nonsensical stories that are just being thrown in just to fill up what has now become a weekend-long WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, when you think about big sporting events, you know, you've got your profile, your high profile marquee match. That's what's going to sell you the tickets. That's what the WWE Championship, the Universal title match and a few other big name feuds is going to sell. But at the same time, you still need an undercard to feature all the talent that the roster has to offer. I mean, WrestleMania over the course of one night has had 16 matches in some instances. But having it on a weekend, I think that actually makes it a lot easier because Correct me if I'm wrong, but we have actually debated on this show that WrestleMania should be turned into a weekender given the sheer magnitude of the event. It breaks things down a lot easier. You know, we can do eight matches one night and then eight matches the second night. It's much more manageable for not just people in the States, but also for people who have to sit through the night and watch it like us here in the UK. So that format of WrestleMania is actually quite clever because they've made a good, they've made something good out of a bad situation. I of course understand that they want to make the best out of a bad situation. The problem is there's only been one person in the company who's wanted to make this decision and go ahead with WrestleMania and his name is Vince McMahon. Completely agree with you. The only voice that said let's go ahead whereas everyone else said no let's wait. Everyone else saw sense. Vince didn't. Yes you're right. Vince McMahon at the end of the day makes all the decisions and whilst, whilst we're not all entirely on his side. I honestly think for him and the business aspect of it, it would have been a disaster for him. So if you take a look at it from his perspective, he had a lot to lose, not just in terms uh, of a big marquee event where he could get ticket sales, he could get TV revenue. There's a lot of financial implications in there. He would have lost sponsors, he'd have lost advertisers. He would have lost 
a ton of money, not just for the WWE, but for its shareholders as well. So you have to consider not just your from your perspective, but from the perspective of the business owners themselves. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's our key workers that are keeping the economy going. And these frontline business people, these retail workers, the health workers, all key workers, they need to keep us afloat at a time when everybody else has to self-isolate. And you know what? I admire the fact, you know, he's actually trying to give us some form of entertainment at a time when we meet, when we need it the most. I appreciate what he does in terms of trying to provide this entertainment, but should that entertainment also include what potentially could be one of the worst performing WrestleManias in history, given what is happening right now? This could almost be even worse than, say, WrestleMania 11. Yeah, but let me take you back to an example. TLC 2017. WWE faced another health scare back then when there was an outbreak of viral meningitis. At the forefront, TLC 2017 looked to be a pretty underwhelming card. In particular, uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, where Bray Wyatt was dressed as Sister Abigail. That viral meningitis outbreak, a lot of people were saying it actually did the pay-per-view wonders. Because we got because we got that outstanding match between Finn Balor and AJ Styles instead. And even though it did damper the Shield's big return match, we still got a pretty entertaining show overall. So the fact that WWE's has gotten through these types of health scares before and still put on a pretty decent show, that's a testament of how resilient they are and knowing when to call on resources if they need them. They did wonders with TLC. I'll give them full credit on that. I mean, we managed to get Balor versus AJ Styles and we got the five on three handicap match that featured the Shield teaming with a Make-A-Wish kid. Oh, sorry, that was Kurt Angle. Um, <laughs> but there was one thing that show had that this WrestleMania will not. That show had a sold out arena near enough. WrestleMania is still going to run a, on an empty arena. Not even an empty arena, an empty performance center, possibly with another exotic venue chosen to film the wonderful Boneyard match. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I come back to trying to make the most out of a bad situation. Like, I mean, sure, the viral meningitis outbreak was bad, but this, this just blows everything out of the water because not only does it affect the WWE roster, it affects near enough everybody, like, in the world. So the reason they're carrying this out it's for everybody's safety, not just the talent's safety. So this is basically them with their backs against the wall when it comes to another health scare. Like they're doing it for the sake of keeping everybody safe. And that's how you know WWE uh, views their fans is that they want them to be healthy and safe when we're watching WrestleMania. And if that means that if there's a virus going around that could spread easily, then it's better to keep everybody at home while they're safe and yet still get the entertainment factor from WrestleMania. So yes, difficult decisions have to be made, but I think it's for the benefit of the health and safety of the not just the fans, but also the workers. And having as few people there as possible in this time of crisis, that has to be the only logical approach to it. I noticed you mentioned the, the safety of the workers there as well. Even though they are filming on what they describe as a closed set, that still puts people at risk. Yeah, that's right. But again, you know, they've, they've mentioned before, only key personnel that need to show up will do so. And I think that's why they've included all these 
matches in different locations as well. Because like you mentioned, the Boneyard match, there's also a potentially a Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. That's them trying to capitalize on other locations and keep the number of people in one space to a minimum. That's them being creative. That's them trying to maximize the health and safety. And if you look at WWE's health program, their superstars will get medically checked near enough, if not a monthly basis, at least a weekly basis. So WWE's healthcare system is making sure that the superstars are well and safe. And if there are any indications that they're unwell, they went straight into quarantine or self-isolation. And it's not like they're short of any talent either. Like They could easily churn out more superstars, not just from Raw or SmackDown, but they've got NXT, they've got 205 Live. The resources are there to still put on an excellent show. And how many times can you say that NXT takeovers have actually done better than WrestleMania itself? Plenty of times. Exactly. So if you bring in NXT talent like they've done with Austin Theory now, you've still got the potential to have really great matches. So don't consider it a so don't consider it a write-off just because, you know, there's not going to be an audience and there's not going to be as much production value. You might still get some pretty outstanding matches. I mean, again, I refer you back to the high-profile feuds that people have got people glued to WWE programming. So don't rule out WrestleMania as a write-off just yet because I think if you took everything else away and just focus on match quality and the build towards the crescendo of these feuds, you might still get something pretty special. Now, I admit there is a little bit of optimism on my part, but I always want to be optimistic when it comes to wanting a really good WrestleMania. There's nothing wrong with optimism, particularly in times like this. The only issue is, how many empty arena matches can you say truly stole the show? There's none. Rock and Mankind? Nah, I wouldn't even call that a show stealer. Champa and Gargano are going to have an empty building match. That steal the show. That is time, yes. That is the first half of our debate there, guys. It was, you were very civilised there, I thought. I thought there was one point that Dave was going to uh, say that Vince McMahon was a key worker. You would have just had Ross unmute his mic, just go, eh, sorry, what? <laughs> See if that happened, the debate would have just been, I would have just ended the show. Just cut Yeah, it would have just been game over right there. Cut the feed, but yeah. Reasonably civilized guys there, so very well done so far. You just can have a short break and you all come back in towards the end. Yeah, well done, Daniel. I appreciate your uh, your civil approach to this. That's bit, it's good to have civility before we get the brutal the nature of what's about to come. Yep. Yes, this, this next uh, portion of the debate will definitely not be civil. That's <laughs> one thing that's going to be said. So, joining Daniel and debating that WrestleMania should have been cancelled. It's going to be Ross McLeod. So that means that debating that WrestleMania should have went ahead will be David Campbell. (laughs) Alright, don't let us down go. So, again, I'm going to throw it to Ross. Ross, you have five minutes. State your case. So I'm I'm debating David Halton's cases here. No, you're debating Daniel's. The WrestleMania should have been cancelled. You're debating with Daniel against Halton. Alright, so I'm agreeing with that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm going out against what David said. Yes, that's exactly right. Right, right. Okay, 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 okay. Um, right, so we talk about marquee matches and, you know, David listed a ton of matches that are going to be on this year's show. As usual, WrestleMania, 16 matches. 
marquee matches don't go stale. I'm sorry, David, but you're talking about making people wait for Randy Orton Edge. You're talking about making people wait for, you know, Undertaker AJ Styles. I'm sorry, but we waited for Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and what did it do? It main evented WrestleMania. And we had that taken from us, you know, through through circumstances that were not WWE's fault, much like the coronavirus. An injury to Becky Lynch was not WWE's fault. We waited. We waited for that match and we got the payoff. We got the moment at WrestleMania where Becky Lynch won. Becky Lynch main evented a WrestleMania. So to say marquee matches are going to go stale, I think, is just... Well, it's almost as bad as your argument that WWE superstars are frontline workers, quite frankly. That's as bad as the universal suffrage debate in our last debate. But are you telling me that a WWE superstar is needed? Because, quite frankly, see, at the end of the day, this is just wrestling. We love it. We would not change it for the world. But WWE is not a key aspect at the moment. WWE is not is not a necessity. The fact that they are showing three-hour Raws, pre-match rituals, entrances, matches and post-match celebrations from WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles gone by. We showed the full Royal Rumble. You know, this shows that the USA Network and Fox don't, I don't think that these shows going out with fresh content on them matters as long as the show itself goes out. BT Sport are paying for WWE 24 uh, and WWE Network uh, content to put on their channels just to fill the channels. As long as the channel's filled, that's fine. But new matches don't need to take place at this time because this is an unprecedented time and WWE superstars are not key workers. You know, you listed off, you know, firefighters, NHS staff, retail staff. Yeah, that's key workers. Somebody being a Canadian destroyer, I'm sorry, is not a necessity at this point. And then we talk about tens of millions of people watching WrestleMania, you know, you're talking about as long as there's an audience. Yet you would have had tens of millions of people already watching. You would have had tens of millions of people already watching. But any, you know, we, we see the Scottish Premier League, the likes of Hearts, cutting staff wages because they don't have that live ticket gate. They don't have that live ticket money. No fans, no money, no company. It's quite as simple as that. And the fact that we are going to let a WrestleMania go ahead without fans, you know, it's a disservice to the fans. The fact that WWE's treatment of the fans waiting to delay this to the last possible minute, when so many airline companies are going bust, when people are not paying out on holidays their customers booked, is a disservice to the fans and you know I'm, I'm just going to end my rant there because <laughs> I think that's really all I've got to say on the matter. Uh, we'll now throw to David Campbell to say why he thinks that WrestleMania should have went ahead. David, yeah. on you yeah. go. Obviously this isn't an easy debate and I have the utmost respect for both of my opponents across the table from me um, who I think have laid out very compelling arguments thus far. Uh, but I do want to address some of the things that they've said, just to counteract it. I know emotions are running high. We're living in very, very troubling times right now. But I think if we're to take a step back and detach ourselves from the sentimentality of what we know WrestleMania to be, we will see that there are very many possible options and interesting avenues that we can take going forward. Now, 
from the opposition, uh, we have seen that their main case is about the lack of the audience in the crowd. All right, Daniel went on about that quite a bit. Ross brought it back up there. Um, and they said about classic matches that have been bolstered by audience engagement. But what David said in that first half rings true in Ross. You, you dismissed it sort of at the end there, the fact that there are millions of people around the world right now who will be tuning in to WrestleMania and will need WrestleMania as part of their lives. The one thing that I want to say off the gate is that by putting on WrestleMania at the place it was originally, at the date it was originally meant to be put on, a sense of normality is given to those WWE fans who desperately need it right now. We've, t- uh, we've seen on the news about the the statistics in terms of self-isolation and mental health. If people are able to get a schedule and to get some sort of normality in their lives or some sense of normality in their lives, um, it does improve people's situations. So I would argue that, like Triple H said in a conference call um, only last week, that WWE's decision to put WrestleMania ahead at the Performance Centre is a very simple one. It's to put smiles on the faces of their fans around the globe. And that, first and foremost, is a very, very key point. You also brought up about Drew McIntyre and other people who may or may not get big moments at WrestleMania, that those moments will be ruined. And I would argue against that because, yes, we will not have the live crowd in attendance to react to it live. However, what you will have is a return of the live crowd down the line. And when you do get that, you do not want these people going stale. You do not want these people um, cooling off. You want to capture the moment now. And I'll hit back against what Ross has said um, about Becky Lynch and stuff like that, about how we had to wait for that. That is true. But also WWE had the time to build Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and work around that towards WrestleMania. It wasn't the, the original plan. So it's not technically the same thing. If you were to have, um, if you were to cancel WrestleMania and go into an off season, if you will, people forget. And it's very easy to forget. We look at this run from the Royal Rumble until now, even already. And we can see that when McIntyre was off TV or Lesnar was off TV, there was some dipping interest in it. And with a man like Drew McIntyre, you do need to strike when the iron is hot. He's waited long enough in the WWE. So the reason that WrestleMania has to go ahead and won't ruin these people's moments is because when he comes back, they will be hotter than ever. You're still building new stars. And that goes against the point that WWE are putting on matches that don't matter at this event to try and fill time. They might not matter to you, but what I will say is that we've been clamoring for the building of new stars and people to be given opportunities on the biggest stage for years now. So that is entirely hypocritical of you to say that matches don't matter, that that people like Austin Theory being on the card don't matter. That is huge. There will be millions of people who don't ordinarily tune in to WWE programming, getting to see Austin Theory for the first time, and they think, oh, this kid's a star. People seeing Alistair Black for the first time, oh, this guy's a star, even if it is against Lashley. It goes back to this point as well. And, And Ross said about the financial situation, and I completely understand that. I think that's a good point, Ross, but what you're forgetting about the network specifically, there is a month free trial on the WWE Network. If anyone had the interest to watch WrestleMania, they can do it for 
free. And to get that type of top quality programming in this day and age when people desperately need it, that is gold dust. And like Queen said, the show must go on. And I don't doubt that it's going to be a very good product because as Dave alluded to, when WWE's backs are against the wall, that's when they perform at their best. Right, so I'll now let Ross come in and I'll let the two years go one-on-one for 10 minutes. Ross, come back in. So you talk about return to the live crowd and you talk about having to strike when the iron's hot. Well, when is the live crowd going to return? We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know, you know, with, you know, we see people panic buying. Are people just going to be panicking and not going to mass events for a good wee while after this? It does look likely. And we talk about cooling interests. How many times have we seen someone reach the top of the mountain, a Kofi Kingston, a Dean Ambrose, who the fan interest is high, and then three months later through their booking as WWE champion, no one cares anymore. But who's to say that won't happen with the likes of Drew McIntyre? Who's to say that won't happen with Shayna Baszler? Who's to say this won't happen? You're talking about striking when the iron's hot now. People know what the matches are going to be. People want to see the matches. You know, we usually wait three, four months anyway between WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. I don't think holding off for another couple of weeks would would matter. And then you talk about us saying matches don't matter. Yeah, Daniel talked about Austin Theory, but he didn't say Austin Theory didn't matter. He said no one was clamouring for Austin Theory teaming with Angel Garza to take on the Street Profits. It's a fresh match. Myself and Jack on the Raw report this week pegged it up. We are actually looking forward to that. But you talk about us saying matches don't matter. We didn't say matches don't matter. We're saying WWE are panicking at the minute because they are throwing everything at the wall and trying to make it stick. And then you talk about new stars. Bobby Lashley's in his mid-40s. Bobby Lashley's not a new star. Bobby Lashley's a failed commodity as far as WWE goes because WWE cannot make Bobby Lashley work. So what makes you want to see WrestleMania go ahead with then a Bobby Lashley match being mattered, uh, being added to the card? That These are some of the points. I, I don't get what you're saying. So I, I, I'm glad from the offset that Ross um, agreed that people's routine and people's mental health and stuff like that is of the mo- utmost importance at this time because title aside, debate aside, um, it is serious times we live in and we're both in agreement of that. We're both, you know, putting that out there. It did question... Um, the point that I was saying that WrestleMania is part of the routine, but it's an all-nighter, and that's that's true of the semantics of it. But if you look at it, if you're looking forward to something for the full year, and then you're told that that has been cancelled, if someone was to get to Sunday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, and say to themselves, "Oh, I could have been watching WrestleMania tonight," that's another knock for them. It's something to get people excited for. It's something that they're uh, preparing themselves for. It's something that they're looking forward to. And I think that's mostly what it's about. It's not about keeping, right, 9 a.m. I go for a shit. 10 p.m. I go and get my my toothbrush, you know what I mean? It's about keeping that tradition there, keeping that slot for people. It's something that they can depend on. And you question when the return of the live crowd would be, and I'll concede, I, I... don't know. I, I don't. I don't have the answers. I'm not clairvoyant. Vince McMahon doesn't know. Uh, Dave Me- Meltzer will probably claim to know tomorrow. Brad Shepard knew three weeks ago. All right, but I don't know. <laughs> all right, um, and that's fair enough. Uh, but the, the, you then went on to say that the the crowds might not return immediately. That it might take some time to do that. And it's a valid point. 
but again it's conjecture because we see people on Twitter people have been talking about as soon as this over I'm going to go to the pub I'm going to fight, buy three Porsches and I'm going to go and pit that dog or whatever like people want to do stuff it's made people want to go out after this and live their life so I don't I would counter back with that again it's all conjecture on that matter but we don't know when the live crowd will return and we don't know how many people will be there but when they are they will make a lot of noise and they will be so happy to be part of the product again and that's what's part of it um you talked about the boredom after uh, someone's run setting in and i agree that has happened with the likes of kofi kingston at the end of aj styles run but my main point is that if you don't put it on them now then you're actually harming them more in the long run. You're not giving them the chance that Kofi had to keep himself fresh. You're not giving them the chance that AJ had to keep himself fresh. If you put it on them now, there's still some compelling stuff they can do in the weeks going forward. Don't forget, we've seen some of the best promos in this era that we have seen in recent years. Edge has got a complete new lease on life. John Cena and Bray Wyatt had one of the best exchanges in SmackDown in a very, very long time. There is actually more opportunity in this situation for people to keep themselves fresh and over than otherwise. And you talked about uh, the sort of um, the thing about uh, the wasted matches and stuff like that, and how no one's clamouring for these matches. Um, and I, I do agree with you in that sense, but I disagree with the fact that you said they're throwing stuff at the wall and panicking. What they are doing is giving people opportunities and they will sink or swim with those opportunities. To hit back in the Bobby Lashley point, I was more talking about Alistair Black getting that big spotlight in a singles match than against Bobby Lashley. Again, conjecture, I think Black's going to go over. It's good for people to see him going up against Bobby Lashley, who for a lot of people who watch in the sort of mid-2000s it's still a big name so I, I do get where you're coming from Ross but I do think ultimately you and Daniel's points run down to sentimentality and a fear of the unknown a wee bit something you mentioned as well and something that we we both hit on was the likes of Edge with no crowd having you know good promos and you know those eerie promos and hey I've enjoyed the no crowd promo sort of thing but at the same time, are you trying to tell me someone like Edge who's been sitting on the sidelines for nine years, waiting, hoping, praying, fighting with everything he's got to get back into wrestling? Are you trying to tell me without the crowd, it wouldn't have been just as good? You know what I mean? We we live in the world where we've been able to see through the looking glass, where we could see what these promos look like without a crowd. But we know even with a crowd, he still would have knocked it out the park because that's what him and Randy Orton are doing in this feud at the minute. And it's a feud I would gladly see extended if postponement was needed. And then you talk about, obviously, Kofi Kingston falling off, falling off near the end. We talked about AJ Styles, you know, at the end of his run, falling off near the end. But something these, these runs had was Kofi Mania, the crowd, the crowd making a star and carrying him all the way to WrestleMania, turning what was objectively in my opinion an average match into a great match you know we saw AJ Styles people didn't expect him to win the title on a Smackdown and what happened when he won it in a Smackdown the crowd went wild keyword crowd there is and we talk about sentimentality yeah there is a sentimentality but that's what happens when you build up 35 years of back catalogues and when you're going to do a 36 incarnation and you decide 
mm, no, you know what, we're not going to have that crowd this year. It's a disservice to the people that were going to go in the first place, and it's a disservice to the people like Drew McIntyre and Shayna Baszler, who, this isn't a spoiler by the way guys, Just I haven't seen it, it's just my predictions, <laughs> who are going to get to the top of that mountain, and they're not going to have that moment, and it's fair enough going, oh well, these people have loads more moments. Well, we said that about the Ultimate Warrior. And he won it once, and then he just kind of faded into the obscurity. All fair and good going, oh, there'll be other times for them to win the title, oh, there'll be other times. Yes, but there's only one first time ever. And to me, it's a disservice to the fans, and it's a disservice to these performers who have worked to this moment that WrestleMania is still going ahead, and it's going ahead in a training centre. Now, I get all of that, just to address the points as they came. Uh, you said that the promos would have been just as good with a crowd. Edge's promo would have been just as good with a crowd. Randy Orton's promos would have been just as good with a crowd. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know because we're, that, that would be parallel universes. We can't see into that. The main point is, it's not that they're better. I'm not even arguing that they're better, but they're different. And that's what's new, that's what's fresh, that's what's exciting about these promos. And you can apply that same logic to WrestleMania. This is a new WrestleMania. You talked about the 36th um, installment of this, this absolute franchise that is WrestleMania. Yes, it is the 36th one. Maybe it is time to try something new, fresh and different. And none of us know what WrestleMania will be like. It could be really, minute, really great. It could be really, really bad. But the main point is that it's new and fresh and exciting and something different. And you talked about the crowd making a star with the likes of Kofi Mania, the likes of Daniel Bryan's moment. Yes, I would argue the crowd do make stars, but so does the opponents that Bryan made Kingston, just like Orton, Batista and Triple H helped make Bryan at WrestleMania. You've got pros in there with these guys. Brock is going to make Drew look like a star, win, lose or draw. Becky's going to make Baszler, if she was to win, look like a star, look like an animal. And you talk about, yes, these first time ever moments. They are in there with the best in the world. These first time ever moments will still be really, really good and actually more memorable because they are so unique. No one has ever won the title like that, apart from um, <laughs> apart from David, the empty an empty arena match. David, no one's ever David, won the title. David, no David. One. I'm sorry, we have to cut you off because that's your end of your time. Oh, uh, you went well at the. For, for 10 minutes there each some great great points in there now we're going to have 15 minutes where I'm going to bring David Totley back in I'm going to bring Daniel Campbell back in it's tight for who's going to be winning this debate at the moment so Daniel, David you're back in let's debate for 15 minutes go yeah you know what David Campbell brings up a fantastic point about people Thank need you. need to keep uh, normality they need routine in their lives in particular those people you know who struggle from a mental aspect and I concur with that as well like you know what gets me through a day? Normality, routine, procedures. I would be I would be disappointed if I had to wait that little bit longer just for WrestleMania to come around. Like it's it's not the fact that, you know, WrestleMania is going to be held in an empty arena that's a lot smaller than than usual. I mean, that's the consequences of something out with our control. Like everything that's going on at the minute, it's not our fault, it's not WWE's fault. It's not the government's fault, okay? Everything's, anti. Hap 
to jump on that, Dave, to piggyback on my tag team partner here, it is about the best of both worlds when it comes to that because it is tradition and it's the structure that David Hockney is talking about as well as something new and exciting that we don't quite know how it's going to go. So we're getting that that part of normality there and we are also getting something that's exciting. Isn't that right, Dave? Yeah, there's going to be excitement regardless. Like, we'll... We'll get new megastars. We'll get new legends that will rise. Yes, the atmosphere will be will be different. But again, that's nobody's fault, okay? That's just circumstances. But at the end of the day, it's still wrestling. It's still WrestleMania. And if you leave those feuds hung out to dry for... Like, we don't even know when things will go back to normal. We don't know if it'll be weeks, months. Like, how are we supposed to tell? Like, when are we going to be able to hold, like big events with 80 to 100,000 people. We need to capitalize on it now. Capitalize on making these big stars, giving them their moments. And it doesn't, it, the fans may not be there directly in person to watch these moments. Well, but people let's, around the- let's ask the question then to the opposition, Dave, uh, to Daniel and Ross. Like you're saying that WrestleMania should have been canceled. Uh, when would you hold it again this time next year? Just miss out WrestleMania for the year entirely? Well, WrestleMania, when they were teeing up that, when they were looking at their ideas first for what they were going to do with WrestleMania, how they were going to deal with the coronavirus situation, a date that was looked at was June. They were looking potentially at Madison Square Garden. That would have been, to me, a much more suitable suggestion with WrestleMania than go ahead in an empty performance center. Two extra months would have just been pegged on. That's two extra months that you can get some brilliant promos, some brilliant work out of every person who is going to be given spotlights for WrestleMania. Instead, they've tried to go ahead with it and it's just, it's faulted from not having people being there together. You look at Lesnar and McIntyre, they have not had a segment together in what feels like a month now. Oh, it's great keeping them apart. Get, gets that you yeah. excited about them finally going face to face, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, absolutely. Ross, I'm not even going to because I think we've talked about these big moments and we've, we've dispelled that, so I'm not going to give that a, a, a sort of response. I don't think it's justified, Ross. I will ask you: Do you agree with your partner? Um, would you like to see it uh, scheduled for June and then potentially have people have to cancel their flights and all that again because we don't know when this is going to all end? Exactly. You know, how can you guarantee that they'll be? they'll be set up for June. I mean, like well, I said, well, well, we don't well, even well, know well, it's well, going well, to go well, for well, longer. Dave, well, I did ask Ross. Let's get Ross answer. We talked about knowing. We talked about, well, quite frankly, I don't know when it's going to come back. And, you know, Daniel mentioned June 7th, Madison Square Garden was the original backup plan. We don't know if that's going to go back. But we also don't know and I'm going to point on something that you both said. David said people need normality. Routine gets him through the day. Routine bowls the tits off of me. And I'm sorry, but David's <laughs> comments of saying waiting a bit longer. They've done WrestleMania one year where they've done it the last week in March on around about the 27th. And then the next year they've came in on the 9th of April. So you've had to wait that wee bit longer. So really, the whole point of saying, I have to wait that wee bit longer at WrestleMania, it really does just air pettiness. It really just does air. It really, it's an, an inability not to change during these times because these times are unprecedented. And the fact is, WrestleMania shouldn't be going ahead for the simple fact 
that this is an unprecedented time. So maybe you don't get your wrestling, maybe you don't get your flying guys and spandex and your Canadian destroyers and your 450s, but that's kind of what we have to deal with when we're social distancing and we're putting limits on bread and milk at the minute. Well, there, may be there may be sacrifices we need to live with. And then we talk about David Campbell, you've talked about, oh, it's different, it's 36, let's try something different. Yet yeah, nobody gets 36 years into the Super Bowl or the World Cup or the Champions League and goes, you know what, we'll really, really shake things up this year. Let's not have a crowd. Because nobody would think that. Nobody would think that. But I'll I do like how you've asked us questions and changed the narrative from not should WrestleMania be cancelled or not? It's when would you do it again? We're not here to talk about when well, we do WrestleMania of, that's, again. That's part of the question because the way I, I will pit back in the hypocrisy that you've brought to us because I did specify as the best of both worlds between normality and something new. And you said your exact uh, to quote you like Michael Cole, tradition bores the tits off you. But why are you? No, 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 no. I didn't say tradition. I said routine bores the tits off me. But you're so against change, Ross. That's what we are talking about with this new WrestleMania is what your argument, you and Daniel's argument, ultimately boils down to is a fear of this WrestleMania not working. But in convincing yourselves of that point, you're blinding yourselves to the world of opportunities that are now opened up. Raw and SmackDown nowadays have actually been, as we've stated, extremely entertaining uh, for a variety of different reasons and that is the cornucopia of possibilities that you are opening up when the Wrestlemania is at the performance centre with no audience. It's also over two nights. Daniel brought this up in his first his first argument. He blamed the, the, the two night thing. It's not going to make it work. It's two nights of wrestling so if you want to try and substitute uh, the live crowd in for something just as epic. Yeah, give me two nights of WrestleMania. Give me Elias versus King Corbin because when Elias fell in the concrete, it was hilarious. It was great on SmackDown this week. I absolutely loved it. So tell me why, as the Backstreet Boys would say, uh, you, <laughs> you are well, I'm not so against it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He addressed that to Daniel, so I'll let him go to Daniel on this one. I don't even know how to respond to the fact that you just decided to go and quote Backstreet Boys into into this whole thing. I do. Yes. I, I, I would absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> With that Mr. quick Campbell. tag, Daniel. <laughs> See, Mr. Campbell, I'm not going to filibuster and then try win people over with jokes that really cover, cover up the fact that my arguments have no substance or sentiment. You are the Michael Bay of arguments here, and your wee jokes are explosion <laughs> that cover Transformers. And you talk about David Campbell talked earlier. Uh, sorry, David Hockney. I do apologise. Said Hi. that millions of people will be watching at home. So tell me why, as the Backstreet Boy says to steal a joke, <laughs> why are Raw and SmackDown's ratings falling so drastically with this different approach, as David Campbell says? Why are why are things falling so drastically when everyone's at home to watch and you're talking about normality? People want normality. Well, why aren't people normally tuning in to Monday Night Raw? Why aren't people? And, you know, we're not talking about the UK because I did mention earlier on staying up to 1am really fucks with your routine. But what about the people in America? What about the people who have raw at 7pm? Why aren't they sitting down for routine? Why aren't they sitting down to watch Raw when there's nothing else on? It's quite simple. It's because Raws have been subpar 
different and different in a subpar way. And WrestleMania, why are we afraid of it going ahead? I'm not afraid of it going ahead. I'm not afraid of a failing because, quite frankly, I'm a WWE fan. I'm not a WWE stockholder. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> can I? Dave's a stockholder, man. Can I step in as well? Uh, because just to piggyback off what my partner said about it being a two-night thing, like this is the first time WrestleMania has been held over two nights. Never mind like Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series and stuff. This is the first time a WWE pay-per-view on its own has been two nights. And why are yes, you complaining? Through necessity, and why you... through and necessity why... of social distancing, Dave. Not because we thought WrestleMania was too big uh, to hold on one night as, as yeah. WWE are trying to market. No, it's just, it's for social that. distancing. Yeah, but think of it a little bit closer to home. You're complaining about the two night setup for WrestleMania here. Where are you complaining about ICW Shug's house party here in Glasgow? Where are you complaining about the two nights of fear and loathing in here in Glasgow? Like, no, we, you know we've why I wasn't complaining? We've, you know why I wasn't been... complaining, Dave? Because they were billed as two nights. Because you knew they were two nights. You knew they weren't doing this because they physically couldn't have these 16 match competitors all in the one building at one time because of yes. social distancing fucking But why, but but like, why does that matter? There was like a I fucking crowd at both of those. Five, five minutes, five minutes. Campbell, like I, thought, I thought it was five seconds. Yeah, uh, five like minutes. King Cam Bundy came here. Like I said before, WWE is making the most out of a bad situation. They're saying, like, something out with the, their control has pushed their backs against the wall. So they think, okay, well, let's, let's change things up a bit so we can still deliver something good, albeit it will be a little bit different. Let's also... To, to jump off of that, Dave, I, I also want WWE still here when this crisis is ultimately done. And to do that, they do need some sense of financial stability. Now, cancelling WrestleMania, okay, you do that. Then you reschedule the entire calendar with arenas around the globe that are already booked. Imagine the logistical problems when all this is said and done. If you say to the arena that's holding money in the bank, oh sorry, we need to push that back in our three months or so because now we've got to put backlash or something in there in this place. Just an example. I don't know how, if that's how the schedule works. But you know what I mean? There is a whole ton of logistical things. And if you honestly believe, Daniel and Ross, that you can come to a better decision than the man who runs a billion dollar global franchising company, than the legions of businessmen he has at his disposal, who have ultimately decided that this is the best decision, then I think that verges on arrogance because these men and women at WWE have A, made it very plain that they're doing this ethically as well, making sure that everyone is safe. You look at the Roman Reigns situation, there is no ill will to Roman Reigns. Two, they're doing what's financially best for the company and three, they're doing what's best for the <clears throat> fan base. Daniel, did you notice the attack on character there? I did notice that quite a bit there. Because you don't agree with my point. No, I'm saying you're arrogant if you don't if you honestly believe that you can make better decisions than the men and women who have been doing this year in year out and making sure that WWE and WrestleMania itself has been a, a great entity and a, a profitable franchise for that company for 36 years. Yes, and it's been profitable because people buy tickets. And you also talked there 
or are you going to phone an arena around the world and say, I can't put money in the bank there because I have to put extreme rules there? WWE have done that before. WWE have changed backlash to great balls of fire before. They have changed things about. They send out press conf- uh, press notices saying your original ticket will still be valid. So they've changed dates of pay-per-views before. And in this, the fact that the arenas can't open, if you phone up and say, listen, we're cancelling money in the bank now. Glastonbury all the way in July has been cancelled. Do you think WWE are going to have a problem phoning up for money in the bank, phoning up the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, I did Wikipedia. And saying to them, <laughs> by the way, we ain't going out. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll answer that question. WWE only have three pay-per-views booked up until, four, sorry, up until 2021. There is no problem changing that. It's not as if a calendar of entire pay-per-views has been booked. And in Aye. this unprecedented uh, time, Sorry. It is quite, it is quite easy okay. to phone up and say, cancelled. Okay. Um, Ross, isn't that actually going against, you, like, you know you were saying like, the pay-per-view structure for WWE is always changing, the calendar is always changing? Yeah. Doesn't, go, doesn't that go against your point when you say that you had to wait a few weeks extra just because WrestleMania was held on April 9th as opposed to March 27th? Yeah. And I, I, to, before you answer that, Ross, to piggyback on Dave's point, you were talking one about minute, talk about the network restrictions. Streaming services are actually up. Uh, they are the only business that is thriving in this current environment. The WWE Network is a proven and tried commodity for WWE. With people wanting streaming content now more than ever, people are literally spending billions of minutes watching The Office and Netflix right now. People are wanting streaming content. WWE is giving them free streaming content with this month's free trial for WrestleMania. This is a big thing for the company. If they can capitalize on the streaming service boom right now that is happening, it's going to be fantastic. This streaming service is going to be the key focal point to watch WrestleMania. On my Why ask me a question? Wait, wait, wait. Guys, 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 that is us. I'm calling time. Oh, shit. Why ask me a question and then filibuster not give me a chance to respond? Uh, I don't know. I had a really good finishing uh, line there. Assassination and cheats. Despicable. Ah, uh, you've got time. You <laughs> need to run to it. Say nothing but heartache. Ah, right. <laughs> so, that was an interesting uh, debate, guys. Put out some very, very good points. Uh, myself and Quacko have been observing quietly in the background while you have hammered and tongs. Uh, I've got a couple of points on some of the things you've said quickly. Uh, Daniel Ross, you've mentioned the Manson Square Garden thing quite a lot. Well, not quite a lot. He's mentioned it a wee bits and bobs. I think it's quite a risky one, the fact that on Madison Square Garden that he's just people are still calling the Madison Square Garden given the uncertainty, especially in a place like New York. What's your thoughts on that? Quite frankly, any arena, any place in the world is not a is not a reasonable plan at this minute. You know, you've got things like Glastonbury all the way out in July that have been cancelled, you know, so you, you really don't know. You, you could take precautions, but quite frankly, moving things about a wee bit, you know what I mean? Putting money in the bank on to continue the normality and have that streaming service available. Putting, going with the, you know, schedule and then having WrestleMania as a sort of homecoming when things die down a bit could have been an option but again it's all speculation because this isn't when will wrestlemania go ahead it's 
should WrestleMania have went ahead in this climate? Right, okay. Uh, Daniel, you got you anything to follow up on that question? I would add to the suggestion that Ross had of like WrestleMania when it's all, when this whole lockdown period, when everything kind of begins to return to normality, WrestleMania would be the perfect celebration for that. And right now, WrestleMania is just being put in. To me, this isn't even going to feel like WrestleMania. This is going to feel like just a- another show. It's just that there's going to be big matches on it. It's it doesn't give anything even remotely resembling a WrestleMania vibe to me. Oh, right. Okay. I'm gonna um, I'll go to the other side of the bar. I've got a question for them. Uh, Wonderful. Dave, David Campbell, you mentioned the uh, streaming service stuff, but one thing you didn't really mention in terms of you've talked a lot about the storyline stuff, but in terms of the financial, you kind of didn't really get into the the whole thing with uh, WWE doing lots of TV deals as well. What's your uh, does that kind of enhance your argument a wee bit? I think it, it does and it doesn't because we don't know the ins and outs about what's happening with all those TV deals um, and they are sort of auxiliary to Wrestlemania as well um, in terms of that's content leading up to Wrestlemania I, I'm talking about the actual event itself um, in terms of it's a good long term strategy if they can get people in for this Wrestlemania when the streaming boom is happening those are people you're not going to retain all of those customers I'm not saying that for a second but you will retain a percentage of them and that does equate to further uh, profit for the company going forward and they need money at this point where a lot of companies are in financial disarray they don't quite know what's going to happen with their bottom line to have something like the network and these streaming services and the boom that the network can provide for them that's an invaluable resource and something that surely should be capitalized with a name as big as wrestlemania because if you put another pay-per-view in there it's not going to get the same buy rate hmm. okay you got anything else on that point okay. um <laughs> uh, with, with regards to tv deals I think, you know, WWE's actually made the most, again, like I said before, they made the most of a bad situation because they still need that TV revenue to keep their their financial stream going. Because a lot of businesses have been affected as a result of, you know, the economy taking a bit of a tumble. But if you think about it, the economy is just made up of people. And nowadays you want people to be capitalizing on TV, on streaming services. So having those TV deals there, it not only gives them a source of entertainment to get them through this difficult time, but it also needs to be something like that's fresh, invigorating, and it's something that they've been looking forward to for a long time. And that's why WrestleMania needs to go ahead as scheduled. You know, and I think people have come to terms with the fact that, you know, things are going to be different for, for however long it may be, weeks, months, but let's just live in the moment despite these circumstances. Let's make the most of what we have at our disposal. We have, t- we still have TV. We still have streaming services. Let's use them to their fullest potential and enjoy what us wrestling fans have been loving for years. Can I ask, you know... <laughs> Can I ask the question? <laughs> we see that, you know, David's talking about let's enjoy streaming services. Well, streaming services have billions of hours of content. Why do you need six more hours of WrestleMania? Why? You know what I mean? This this argument has simply been them deflecting from the fact that they could not give us a reason why WrestleMania should go ahead. So then they deflected, Uh, throwing us a a question of when would WrestleMania go ahead? I don't know when WrestleMania... Can I I I turn back to that one? 
Uh, because that doesn't make sense, that argument, because you need variety out there. That's like saying there's billions of minutes of podcasts, so why should we do a podcast? Well, I just want to... Can, can I address what Ross said directly? Because Disney Plus release a brand new, brand new streaming service the same week as WrestleMania. So there is variety out there. No, but Disney Plus also has new content. So you're saying, why does WWE need new content? Why does Disney I, Plus well, I'm not saying new content at all. I'm saying new content right now. And yeah, this week, premium content, which is what Disney Plus did to watch. A lot of people bought Disney Plus for The Mandalorian. A lot of people bought Disney Plus for the Lady in the Tramp film that went up. It was the first yeah. thing my sister and young women watched when they got that. It's, yeah. I'm not saying that there isn't enough in the network. I'm saying you need that big brand. This is a new WrestleMania. That's something that gets people in the door. Mm. Uh, quickly, quicker you get anything, anything else you want to address? Um, well, that... My early, this is my honest opinion, my early um, thought on this was when Ross came in, he actually did contradict his own teammates' points in Daniel Campbell. So when uh, Daniel brought up like Austin Theory, for example, he did contradict his point when he talked about the Raw Report, the fact that he was looking forward to it. So that did drop me, in my opinion, that did drop me a point there. The, the two Davids were more unison in their voices and what they were saying. That was the big highlight I picked up. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, there was a few points in there that I thought were quite uh, weak. Uh, who, somebody I can't mind was David, David Hockney, he won unison and all that stuff, but you made a bit of a clanger of a point with the fear and loathing thing, because I'm sure Ross actually said in the Rob report that he didn't like the fear and loathing was too. <laughs> my my partner was merely stating an opinion. You know, it was he's allowed an opinion. See, oh look, Doctor Loyal's on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stand by the fact that you know that two, that two night Shubs house party last year is still one of my favourite wrestling shows I've ever been said, to live. But you said feeling loving, didn't say Shugs. <laughs> no, I did say Shugs. Oh, she said feeling loving. Oh, no, I. I did say Shugs before I said Fear and Loathing. He does say Shugs before. Uh, Stephen, yeah. it's a hard time as well. We're all stressed. You know, he's allowed the odd <laughs> slip of the tongue. No, no, that's, that, that's, no. That's, that's fair enough, but uh, that's one thing I've I, I, I did, I, I did personally find it funny when Ross just went, well, I find routine boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a there's there's a lot of good there has been a lot of good debates in it. I'm I'm very torn on an actual side of who's going to win this one, uh, because it was close. Uh, Hockney's not winning this. That's one thing I'm going to say. Oh, come on, <laughs> but you, but Hockney had a very strong teammate. Uh, um. Uh, Daniel was quite quiet, but his points were clear. Uh, he was like the silent assassin. Yeah. Quacko, I'm ruling out Hockney, but do you agree on that? Uh, yeah, sorry, Hockney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys can go straight to hell. <laughs> it's not one of uh, our shows. We've tried it. It's not your forte. Nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I stand by my performance here. I think I actually David, 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 I love David. you, mate. <laughs> right. Right, Steven, can we can we have a wee moment to recover from that burn? 
Right, let's go on. Um, <laughs> Ross was Ross made a lot of strong arguments, but as Quacko said, his contra- his contradicting of Daniel probably didn't sway the debate to their side. So, Ross, I'm sorry, I'm going to put it between the camels here. <laughs> I didn't contradict him. He said no one was clamouring for it. I said I wasn't clamouring for it. David, you no, you, you, <laughs> no, you did say you were. No, you, uh, the way you came across, you were quite contradictory. What you were saying. Aye, this is. Uh, aye. <laughs> aye. Oh, you fuck up, Campbell. <laughs> 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 Fucking Chuck Norris on the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, Campbell, as always, very, very good, very articulate. As always, states his point very well. Uh, but see, to me, there was a one the, before the kind of these two came in. There was a very early point in the debate where it was Daniel versus Hockney, and to me, when you're that early in the debate and one guy makes a point and the other guy goes, "Yes, you're right. I agree with you." It helps to kind of sway a winning side. Oh, fuck off. So you're getting them because you're walking out. I'm saying that all them globe beating the Paralympics. I, <laughs> I would say that the points where, uh, just before you make an official ruling, <laughs> if you can go back through the debate and listen, everything that Daniel said, I made note of and I countered. You and did. Daniel barely said anything in the second half as well. Exactly. And when it yes. came when it came down to the big debate, he was MIA missing you know what? action. You know what guys? You know what guys? Is that tightest call? I'm making a, a, a ruling between now and Sunday. We're gonna put a poll on Twitter and we're gonna let the listeners decide. Well done. Why not Quacky? Quacky's right here. Aye, Quacky should be the decider. <laughs> oh, Steven! Quacky, <laughs> I think we should let the listeners decide. What's this dodge? Uh, yeah, I'm open to democracy. <laughs> I don't trust oh, yeah, democracy. Look how, look how well there is democracy well. and then there is ridiculousness. We don't want to, no, even Daniel doesn't want it to the fans. No, no, David Campbell, he'll have a remote control car going around with a megaphone <laughs> saying to vote David Campbell now. But guys, but guys, I think he's of all kind of, the whole thing going on is, it's unprecedented times. It's not going to be a normal WrestleMania, but I think it's going to be, if people want to watch it and they want to enjoy it, it's fair enough, but we are going to agree that it might not be the same as what WrestleMania could have been. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Oh, wouldn't oh, be. Oh, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no playing so, anymore. So, I'm making the call. We're going to let it to the listeners. We're going to let the listeners decide who gave the best debate. Whether it be, was it Daniel, was it Ross, was it David, or was it David? You know, it's oh, been a very God, fun thought David Hockney. I thought David Hockney and Ross had been ruled out. Sorry to stab you in the back, Dave, but I've done it to every teammate in this podcast I've ever had. I'm not going to lie. I'm considering making it a three-way poll because Hockney's lost. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. People like Ross. Can he be left out the poll and all? <laughs> uh, do you know what I say? I say it should be a straight face-off with the Campbells. Just David versus Daniel Campbell. I agree. Yes, there we go. It, the voice of the DC. Thank you already. very much, Quacky. Leave, leave it to the DC. Hold on a fucking minute. According to you, asshole. I carried the fucking team in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, 
Excuse me. <laughs> our Lord, Lord Stephen Wilson ruled you out. So go back and sit in your corner. Oh, Deal with you. Your corner? What have you done for the second half? Guys, Steve. Guys, on that note. Well done, mate. You've done a great job. Guys, on that note, I'm going, to, I'm going to end the WrestleMania debating chamber. <laughs> guys, if you've enjoyed it and you want to kind of debate about it, please go onto our social media plays. Both vote and obviously comment on what you thought about it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. And also please subscribe because we've got a huge back catalogue of stuff to help you get through this period of isolation. Suplex Retweet, uh, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and Suplex Retweet Extras where you can find us. I'd like to thank my slightly better panel for joining me this evening. Daniel? I will suppose I'll have to thank you now in the hopes that I now have to let people decide who wins this rather than us settling it here and now. Ross? <laughs> Listen, see when universal suffrage... Is it, sorry, is that a point? <laughs> a point? Oh, uh, uh, David Hockney? Uh, and you know what? I'm going to watch WrestleMania go ahead as scheduled on my sofa, in my flat, and I want it that way. And, uh, yeah. and also uh, David Campbell, who is making his final appearance here on the main feed. Yeah, my last main show, without getting too emotional, this was a perfect show to go out on. I've loved being on this podcast. This podcast is excellent. All these men that have been on the panel with me today um, are some of the best uh, to do this wrestling punditry stuff. Keep on listening. I know I will be. Um, it's been a blast, guys. Thank you very much. And, of course, Kwaku Aji. You've done a fantastic job, Stephen. I've found counter all the hate that's been coming your way because it's not warranted. But you're still a prick. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy WrestleMania this weekend if you are going to watch, and we'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet now proudly presents Suplex Retweet Extra! Get bonus content on WWE, AEW, NXT, WCW, Scottish and World Independent Promotions. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple and Android podcasting sites, as well as YouTube. Head over to suplexretweet.com now.